Creatives are emerging from Africa, embracing their true identity and giving a voice to the otherwise marginalized, reshaping their narrative and chanting a new course for others to follow. We sit down with these creatives and discover who they are, what's driving them to create, and how it's making a change. On this episode, I sit down with Blati and talk about how he grew from being a rapper in Zimbabwe to managing talent in South Africa. My name is Clemens Wanda, and this is the Creative Huddle Podcast. How would you describe yourself? Um, I think right now, you know, in terms of like what I'm doing, because I think over the past 10 years, I've, I've been involved with a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I left, I left for, for Job when I was young, I was like 19, 20. Um, I was, you know, my mind at that time was just like, I just need to go to Joburg, I want to do music, right. you know what I'm saying? So even how I ended up like in management, um, and then digital distribution, and then from digital distribution, went into marketing, and then from marketing now, started learning more about the record business, and then, you know, um, what I'm pretty much doing now is I'm focusing on, on breaking independent artists onto the mainstream so through management and marketing so i currently am running two companies um one which is blint and blint is basically you know a platform that i created um to plug artist music on on radio on tv you know because we 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 have a lot of talent but we don't have the finances to to push us on these platforms and i realized that you know what um we also want to be on TV. We also want to yeah. be on radio. Yeah. But we don't have, we don't have the resources to get us there. So, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah. You know, and it was really birthed from, from a need that I had. You know, I was managing an artist at that time, called Radio Film, and uh, we shot a video, man. We, we spent money. Like I remember this yeah. first video we shot. It was like thirty thousand rand. Oh, wow. This was like, you know, six, seven years ago. And we were just kids, man. We didn't have money. We asked our parents for money. We went to the church for money. We, yeah. You know, we, we tried to hustle for money from wherever we could. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the dad is the one who ended up, like, giving us this money. And now we had shot this video uh, with this, I don't know if you know his name, Carl White. Yeah, we're, yeah, like, one of his first clients. Yeah, we're, like, one of his first clients. Um, and now we shot this video and he gives us back this video in like two days and we're like, okay, how do we not get it on TV? Yeah. You know, and yeah. that was, that was like the major challenge because we didn't know yeah. anyone at MTV. We didn't know anyone at Trace. Right. We didn't know anyone at Channel O. And back then YouTube wasn't a thing. And YouTube wasn't a thing back then, but already I, I kind of like it figured out that we we're going to go digital, but right. it was like, it's a female rapper. We're in South Africa, yeah. you know, already just having a female rapper trying to break into the mainstream was difficult. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we we ended up just telling ourselves, like, we need to get this thing right. on TV. Like, we have to find a way. We went to MTV offices and we literally were, like, knocking on their doors. Like, guys, we've got a video, guys, we've got a video, guys, we've got a video. We also met some guys who do plug, you know, the same similar service. Mm -hmm. But their charges were just like ridiculous, like 10,000 rand a month Whoa. for like PR and, <laughs> you know, and distribution. Yeah. Or like, we don't have that much. We've just spent the past couple of months trying to find this money for this video. Right. You know? Yeah. And then went to, went to Channel O. Channel O, it was the same thing. You know, went to Trace. This was before Trace Africa. 
uh-huh. had started. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just like Trace Urban. So it's yeah. like you're competing with guys in the States, you're competing with guys in London. Like, and, and at that time, States, um, Trace was, their head office was in France. Okay. It's a French company. Yeah. And their office in Joba was fairly new. Right. You know, they had, they had people who were there on the ground. Yeah. So Trace are the ones who ended up giving us a chance. And they're like, do you know what? Your music is dope. Yeah. Um, we'll play your video. They right. played our video, man. We went online. We made noise about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Instagram wasn't a thing yet. Uh, but we went on Facebook. We went on Twitter. Like, we literally were like, we're going to promote this thing yeah. as much as possible. And then Channel O accepted the video like six weeks later right. and then like another three months later MTV Bass started playing the video you know so a lot of other independent artists started coming to me like yo how did you manage to do that how did you manage to, how did you manage to do that and then I was like guys the work it's taken me to get to this point yeah. I'm basically going to charge right. but I'm not going to charge how these other guys are starting so that's how I that's how I got into, you know, plugging and stuff. And then with marketing, it was basically over time. Mm. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing now. But I'm now focusing more on, on Africa. In Africa. Yeah. Okay. Africa. So you pretty much got there through your own experience, and then other yeah. guys just. So you didn't actually have a plan to get into. Management? It wasn't. It was. It wasn't really my plan. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't really my plan to get into management. If it, what I actually wanted to do is, I just wanted to work for a record label okay and produce music you know like that's 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 yeah. all i wanted to do i wanted to either be in the studio making music or right. i'm at the record label looking like i'm doing something exciting <laughs> <laughs> so the plan wasn't really like there 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 yeah. but it's like a lot of people that i've worked with kind of like right. have, have, have pushed me to to go into into that direction so yeah that's that's how i got here today so you used to rap as well right <laughs> in another life yeah. in another life yeah okay. in another so life so talking about that transition from being a rapper to wanting to work at a record label so. yeah do you know what okay yeah. um when we <laughs> or was, man, that that was, like, was it serious though when you guys were rapping yeah i was, I was part of a, a group called yeah. heaven's language right. like 2005 2006 2007 man that's such a long time that's ago. a long time ago <laughs> with keith and tanaya keith is a pastor now um, right. Heaven's language. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, Keith is a pastor right. now. Tanai is like a businessman. He's based in London. Yeah. And, you know, let me actually tell you the story about Heaven's language. Yeah, how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, we just started coming to youth, right? At Celebration Church. Right. And I had finished writing my. We had finished writing our O levels. Okay. Right. And at that time, I didn't do well when I. Not even, not even I didn't do well, but like. My results were okay for me to go back for my A-levels, mm-hmm. but like my aunt wasn't like happy. She wanted me to like rewrite, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it was like, ah, am I going to do this? Am I actually going to, you know? So eventually I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Enrolled into a college yeah. and went to that college. But the thing is now I wasn't in a school system anymore. Okay. So I wasn't like literally like waking up every day wearing uniform. I was yeah. literally going to school when I had classes. So I still spent a lot of school, (laughs) a a lot of time in my old high school where Keith, Kuda, Tanai and all these guys were. And we had a computer music center that had been built. So the time I was there, I was doing music and was just, I was literally like, I'm trying to understand like the ropes of production and, you know, we're also kind of like in the jazz band, I was in the marching band. 
And Keith at that time had like an ear for music. Yeah. So I'd already kind of like seen that this right. guy can produce. Right. 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 And then Tinaya was like the dopest rapper. Okay. In like a whole stream. Like yeah. he's the one who was like he anything was like rapper. battle rap and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And was I, into poetry as well. Spoken yeah, he was into ah. the poetry and spoken word. Right. Um, but the thing is, I'd see these guys at different times. Right. Right. So I'd see Keith like in the afternoons, you know, and then I'd see Tinaya like. I think it was like on Fridays at youth right. when it's still by 28. Yeah. Josiah. So I just kind of felt like, you know what? These two dudes are dope. There's another guy as well. I think his name is Dimitri, mm -hmm. who also used to rap. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Let me put these guys in a group, right? And then once these guys are in a group, we can actually like start rapping and making music because no one yeah. was doing it at that time, especially yeah. like gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gospel exactly. rap. Yeah. It was kind so, of taboo, yeah, it was, it was very, rap, yeah, you know. And Christian. And, yeah. and when we started going to, to the youth at that time, um, it was during the whole Bruce era, um, there was a lot of like rock. Oh, yeah. You know, it was yeah, very yeah. rocky yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt like, do you know what? We can bring a lot of black kids to youth, yeah. but the only way we're going to do that is if we incorporate music that they understand. Because they love the vibe, they love the fact that there are lots of girls, you know what I'm saying? It's a Friday night, it's a nice yeah. place to come and chill for students. Yeah. But in terms of like music, a lot of us are not connecting. And we just started, you know, listening to The Truth, uh, Lecrae yes, and all these yeah. guys. So these guys are kind of like, yeah, these guys are, are doing their things. Yeah, they're doing their things as far as like gospel music is concerned. So I spoke to the guys about it um, and the guys agreed. Like literally you off took the bat. Separately, or like yeah, I spoke together. to them separately, oh, right, yeah. and they were like, "Okay, you know, let's 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 Did do it." Do the guys know each other? Yeah, we knew each other. Okay. Because remember, we'd gone to the same yeah, high school. Yeah. 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 So we get together. Um, we actually had our first meeting at Keith's house, and Keith was like, "Guys, I've got a couple of beats. This is what I'm thinking. You know, let's do this. Let's do this." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So he gave us those beats, and then we found this other kid called Killer Flow, who was a producer. We brought him on board and like, listen, we want to produce a track yeah. or a few. What can you do for us? And yeah. he's like, no, I can try and whatnot, whatnot. He gave us a few beats. We wrote a few songs. Right. So when we saw that, okay, this is actually gaining some sort of traction. Yeah. Um, we're now in the transition of past Ivan taking over. Yes. Right. Because I think we had now yeah. moved here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to the center. So when Pastor E took over, I literally like you know, used to beg him and be like, no, give us a chance, give us a chance, give us a chance, give us a chance. Until one day he's like, okay, we're going to do a youth special. You're going to do an offering special at right. youth. Yeah. If you guys manage to do this, yeah. you guys can, you know, we, you, we can do something. Right. Okay, fine. We did the offering special. Uh, we hadn't even written more lows at that time. Oh, really? We hadn't. Okay. I don't even know what song we did, but it was like one of these. We kind of like put together a song. Right, mm -hmm. and then every day because I'm the one who had free time, yeah. so every day I'd always be like, Guys, let's meet, let's rehearse, yeah. let's meet, let's rehearse. Yeah. If it means I need to come yeah. to Prince Edward to do that, let's let's In do that. Yeah. We met, we met, we met, we met, we rehearsed, we did the show, we did the offering special. People were like blown away, right? And then from there, that's how we then you know took it serious. Um, and then a, a cousin of mine, Nestor. He was doing urban yeah, yeah. grooves, yeah. And yeah. they had started their studio. They had Makestrata yeah. with Sunny Makalima yeah. and Tabo Makai and all. So they had like a professional studio yeah. going on already. So I spoke to him and I was like, listen, we want to record professionally. 
how can you do that? Yeah. It's like, ah, the studio is kind of like booked right now, but you guys can come in on a Saturday morning, like at 10 a.m., you know, when like no one is yeah. there. <laughs> so we went there and then um, we created more loaves and more fish on the spot. Like Tabo, wow. Tabo Makai is the one who yeah. came in. He was like, what are you guys trying to do? We gave him a, an idea. Yeah. We started making the beats. Yeah. Tanaya wrote the, the, the chorus. Yeah. Keith wrote his verse. They helped me write my verse because I wasn't okay. really like, <laughs> I, I felt like I was the weakest rapper. You think? Dimitri didn't show up. What? Yeah, he didn't show up. So it was like, okay, this is now, you know, heaven's language. Yeah. And that's how heaven's Ooh. language oh so him not showing him up not showing up yeah him. it's you know oh man and that's how that's that's how heaven's language happened so, so yeah yeah so the transition from 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 that so we did we did a you know we produced our first song molos and more fish right and then we're like okay what can we do with this song we did another offering special and then um pastor bonnie saw it Mm -hmm. She was at youth that night mm -hmm. and she was like, I want these guys to be on the main stage, right. you know, and then we started working with Andrew Bird and then Andrew oh, Bird yeah. is the one who now kind of like started making us understand, you know, the art of performing, the art mm -hmm. of being a musician, you know, the art of being an artist, you know, pleasing a crowd and basically like the ins and outs. And he basically trained us, nice. you know, we did the offering special and then our yeah. big break came when we did action. Oh yes, you guys yeah. did action. We did that action. So with with action, the advantage was it wasn't just us coming to do our song and leave. Yeah. But we actually incorporated in like the production. Right. Like it was like okay, Whoa. we're creating a song. Yeah. Um, this is the song that we're doing. We want to incorporate rappers. Yeah. And you guys write verses that are yeah. relevant to this. Yeah. And we did that. Okay. So because action conference, that's a. Uh, an annual conference that Celebration Churches has. has yeah. yeah. And that's one yeah, of the biggest yeah. churches in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe, yeah. So having definitely. that platform. And back in the day, we used to, we used to uh, get a lot more people from other churches. From other churches, in. yeah. It, so was, it wasn't really just a celebration thing. Yeah. It was more like opening up to the whole of Zimbabwe. Yeah. And then it was, it was, it was a really, yeah. it was a really, um, it, it was, even up to today, it's a big thing. It's one of the yeah. biggest conferences or it church is. conferences in Africa. Yeah. So, yeah, Pastor Bonnie gave us that platform. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bird trained us and then now we started working with a live band. Because now, right. yeah, because yeah. now we're working with the, with the church band and I also yeah. used to play. Uh, in oh, the really? church band, yeah, I play percussion. Instrument. Oh yes, yeah. And how that happened, yeah. you know, um, my brother is the one who actually used to play percussion. So yeah. every Thursday night, he would come yeah. for band practice, right. and he would either pick me up yeah. from from college because I used to finish like late, like yeah. I'd finish like around five or six. Yeah. So he would pick me up from college and then come. We have um, band practice, yeah. and I just used to sit and watch. Right. Like literally, I used to sit and watch. Yeah. So when he then moved mm -hmm. to to Joburg, yeah. right? Um, he literally was like, "Hey, to to Andrew Bird, he was like, I'm moving to Joburg. I think this kid can play. He can take my position." Okay. So I was just like, "Okay." Andrew was like, "Can you play?" And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, I can play." <laughs> then I started playing, and then yeah. one of my friends, Kuda, yeah, right, um, started joining me. Right. Because he played drums, and then on yeah. the weeks that he wasn't playing drums, yeah. he would come and play percussion with me. Oh, so we just cool. ended up becoming like cool. this percussion right. percussion duo. So I understood yeah. like, you know, yeah. music and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now coming in as an as an artist as well. 
So the transition from, from that to the business side. So what happened with uh, the music? Because now we've become, we become semi-established artists. We had, a, we had a plan, we had a vision. Yeah. Uh, we knew what we wanted to do. The only challenge that we had is that Tanai was moving to the UK right. because he had uh, applied for school in order to go for school and stuff. Yeah. So it was now literally just me and Keith. So we decided that let's do an album, right? Uh, we're involved tonight in the album, and then yeah. Keith and I will be the ones who are going to promote it. Yeah. So we produced the album, and then we released the album, and we released it like in the churches. We went to different churches, and pretty much we're like selling this thing like out of our backpacks. We just yeah. went, you know, I asked my sister, my sister was working at InSquare at that time. I was just like, listen, this is the sleeve we've designed. Um, we bought paper, I think it was called Art Attack. Or yeah, Art, Art Attack. Yeah, yeah, by Avondale, yeah. There, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. We bought like a rim of like colored paper, like yeah. blue paper. Yeah. Went to an office in town, in First Street. Yeah. And I was like, please, can you print our album sleeve? Right? She printed like every single sheet that we gave her. Um, <laughs> we went to someone else who was like, listen, we want to buy like a thousand CDs. Um, and then we want to get them printed on. Can you please yeah. help us out? This is how much it will cost. Yeah. That person was like, okay, that's fine. How much will it cost? They didn't want any money. And the advantage that yeah. we're doing church things, so no one really wanted their money back. Yeah. They helped us out. So we went somewhere else. They helped us out with the sleeve. Because we ended up getting like a paper sleeve. Yeah. And then we pretty much put the CD together. And then we started advertising on Facebook, saying, "Hey, our yeah. album is out. Come yeah. and get it." I don't, I don't even remember how much <laughs> we were selling it for. And then what happened is that um, there's a friend of ours, or he's a friend of ours now, but at that time he came to youth. Um, he watched us perform, and then he invited us to the National Arts Festival in yeah. Grahamstown. And he's yeah. like, "Guys, there's a platform. There's an opportunity for you guys to come." I think you guys would be dope if yeah. you. I think it would be dope if you guys came. So he sent out the invite. He let us know. We went and googled what the National Arts Festival was. We realized it's like one of the biggest festivals in South yeah. Africa. Right. Um, we didn't know anything else. Yeah. We just knew that it's a big festival, and then we started a fundraising campaign. Right. Uh, we took a band of five people. Uh, Brian was there. Bolo was there. Yeah. Kuda was there. It was me, Keith. We took Jonah, we right. just started working on Jonah's projects. Yeah. We took Tantan as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just went to a lot of people. Like we used a lot of people in, in the church to help us out. We went, we gave them the plan. We're like, listen, it's gonna cost us this much from Harare to Joburg and then from Joburg to Grahamstown. Yeah. Um, this is how much we need. Yeah. And we didn't manage to raise all of the money, yeah. but we managed to raise the money for the important things. Okay. We got on a flight for a lot of guys that was their first time jumping on a flight. You know, we went, um, we got to the airport, connected from the airport. We arrived in East London, arrived in East London, um, and then we got picked up. But the thing is, everything that had happened in between, yeah. right? We made the mistake that we didn't book the tickets from Joburg to, to East London in time. Right. We're just like, we'll book them. Okay. when we get to Joburg, yeah. <laughs> right? You couldn't do anything online yeah. at that time. Yeah. We get to Joburg, everything is booked. Mm -hmm. Everything is fully booked, right? Yeah. Ended up having to spend a day at one of our friends' houses yeah. because we literally felt like we were just going to get there, jump on the next plane and, that's it. Yeah. and go. So we ended up spending a day yeah. at Zeni's house. 
um, and then we took a bus mm -hmm. from Park Station to East London because the bus that went from Park Station to Grahamstown was fully booked. Man. Then we called the guys in, in East London. We're like, guys, yeah. we're here. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what's taking you guys so long? The show is tonight. You're supposed yeah. to be in rehearsal. Yeah. You know, then they sent um, a shuttle to come and pick us up from East London, which came like four or five hours later. So we're now yeah. in East London. We don't know anything. Right. We don't know yeah. anyone. We're just literally waiting for these guys. <laughs> we get to Grahamstown. We don't even have time to like check into the hotel and anything. We just go mm. straight from the shuttle to sound check, right? So. After sound check, I think there was like a press conference or something that happened yeah. uh, where we then met everyone else who was performing at this stage. We go in and meet those guys. And then from there, literally it's now time to get on the stage. We only la ended up getting our accommodation like after the show, <laughs> you see. So guys are complaining that they're hungry. Yeah. Guys are complaining that they haven't showered. Guys are complaining yeah. about the long bus trip and all that kind of stuff and these are like the small little things that actually mm -hmm. made me understand why artists are the way they yeah. are so now you know it was a lot of back and forth and the only person who was connected to the guy who had booked us yeah. was me oh. so the whole band was now looking yeah, at like, me like why aren't you representing <laughs> us <Yeah>. you know <laughs> and then that's how i that's how i then got into to to management yeah. so uh the festival is a 10-day festival mm -hmm. I then ended up staying for an extra 10 days. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because um, what had happened now is that uh, the guys had said, listen, we've got another festival, but it happens for schools. Right. That's, that's, that's happening. If you want to stay behind, because I, I, me and Bolo had scheduled that from Graham Sound, are going to go to Cape Town. Okay. Because we're going for, for another show. But yeah. the rest of the band was coming back to Zim. Okay. So, yeah, I stayed for another 10, 10 extra days. And for those 10 extra days, I literally just watched how they prepared, how they got ready for the show, how they treated artists. And I actually realized that there's a lot of work yeah. that goes into it. And then during the festival now, I was helping with stage production. Okay. I was helping with, you know, um, like we did a lot of things. Like yeah. the Lyra came and performed. She oh, came sweet. with the band. Tuku came and performed as well. Nice. Um, Sam. Sam Tukudzi, you know, was also on the bill. Yeah. Um, this was during the arts festival. Yeah. So, you know, I watched the I watched how these guys work, and I was like, man, I'd rather do this than write raps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and from there, I was just like, this is, this is what I want to do. Went to Cape Town. Yeah. Uh, we had shows there lined up as well, mm -hmm. uh, but this time it was it wasn't like anything like that. I was like properly properly organized. Yeah. Um, and while I was in, in Cape Town, you know, uh, I was trying to get into, uni into university. Okay. Yeah, because the plan was for me to, to go to school. Yeah. What are you going to study there? I was going to study engineering and production. Right. So I actually like got accepted, you know, got enrolled. The only issue was just the money issue. Mm. You know, so I was just like, do you know what? If I'm not going to be able to, to afford this, let me find something that will allow me to do so. Yeah. So I put a band together and then every Thursdays we're literally going to different cafes. Was that in, in, in that was in now South in Africa? Cape Town, yeah. Or Cape Town, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I ended up like managing my first band. Right. Because once again I had free time. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to school. Yeah. And I was like, I need to make money somehow. Yeah. You know, I was literally living off my friend's mattress. <laughs> you know, in res. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Jabu really took care of me like yeah. like for I think it was like almost like 
a year straight. Wow, man. You know, put the band together. Yeah. And then from there, it moved from band, and then it went to parties, and mm. then from parties, it went to the club. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. That's how I then got into management. So, yeah. so experience it's been, you yeah, it's been, you, you know, so it. like I said, at every turn, yeah. Yeah. there's always like the need that was needed. Like either yeah. we couldn't afford people. Yeah. Um, or we had to do it ourselves. Yeah. And we just thought we're kids. We don't have anything to lose right now. Yeah, exactly. We might as well exactly. just just get into it. So that's yeah. that's what right. that's what happened. That was pretty dope because I, I see a lot of people. We like here, especially in Zimbabwe, there are a lot of challenges. Yeah. And the moment you can't do something or you can't find someone who can help you to the next step, we're just like, it's not working. Let me see. Let what me else leave I can it. Do. Yeah. No, let me just leave it and then just do something else. But I like the fact that you kept on pushing, you kept on learning. And uh, you said, okay, we can actually do this ourselves. Yeah. And we can definitely do that. So I like how your journey has progressed from even the rapping days. You yeah. Know, you literally said, okay, <laughs> you connected the two dots yeah. and the people and the group. And then that happened. And then you came in in the band. That also happened. You connecting. So you'd say you're a connector, basically. A plug. You know, you're that's, basically, you know, plug people yeah. together. Yeah. Um, and you know it's it's i think it's the one thing that i've been enjoying the most yeah um because i've managed to build so many relationships right. from different spheres yeah. you know yeah. and all these people at some time i know like okay for example like you now doing this show you know what i'm saying if i've got an artist or if i know like a director yeah. or if i know like a film someone who right. needs a platform i'm able to put in a phone call and be like yo yeah. Yeah, yeah. clem yeah. there's this kid or there's this dude or there's this lady okay. can you check them out right. you know what i'm saying and then from there it's like okay i've connected you guys yeah. whatever then work comes after that yeah. is entirely responsible yeah. on that person thank you for listening to this episode be sure to check out part two of this talk where we focus more on the music business and the talent management industry